thanking God for his goodness and his grace on this eighth day of September. I just want to thank you for joining us. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live on a Tuesday. Uh, This is from Cornerstone Apostolic Church, and you're inside the pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, and there's no better place to be than the Word of God. So with that being said, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, your grace. We honor you, Lord God, for your mercy. Lord God, for keeping us throughout this day, you have blessed us. You have blessed the righteous and you bless the unrighteous. You bless those that have called upon your name and and you bless those that did not. Lord God, but we thank you for uh, on their behalf. saying thank you for those that did not say thank you. Thank you for those that did not even think about you. Lord God, thank you for having mercy on them. Thank you for showing your kindness toward them. 
Lord, and I pray and ask that you would bless a special blessing upon those that are during this time and stay at home, Lord God. Their hearts are toward you. Their hearts are about your work. Ask that you would bless them, those that are supporting the ministry, those that are encouraging others to be strong and uh, and of good faith, to be steadfast and unmovable. Lord God, I ask that you would bless them in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord God, I ask that you would bless your word as we go forth uh, in this short period of time, Lord God, to whatever you would have us to give, Lord God, let your will be done and not ours. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson, and I just want to say God bless you. You know, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Acts of the Holy Ghost on Thursdays, uh, Thursday nights at 9 p.m. And the reason that's at 9 p.m. is because, uh, you know, it's, it, we're on Pacific Standard Time, uh, and so it's about the time people are starting to wind down and get ready for work or or maybe they're just winding down, or, or maybe it's been, if you like me, you're working remotely. And with that, uh, sometimes you lose a little track of time, but you know it's in the evening. And you need to wind down and let the word of God in. You've been busy during the day. Let the word of God in. Sleep with the word of God. You know, the Bible said two will be in the bed, one will be taken and, uh, you know, you want to be the one that is taken. And God bless you if you and your, your spouse, uh, your, your husband, you or your wife, it's saved. You know, both of you will be raptured. What a blessing. What an awesome blessing it is to be as one. And, you know, to dream the same dreams, to see the same thing, to hear what God is saying. You know, it's really awesome when you go to sleep and you dream a dream. And before you could finish telling it, your uh, your your husband or your wife is telling you the end result of it. And, you know, that is awesome. And so you'll both be saved. Uh, it's good to, to meditate on the Lord, you know, uh, day and night. And that's what, uh, you know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, uh, bold the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Whatever you're facing, Whatever you're dealing with, you can find a, a resolve, you can find a fix for it in the word of God. Now understand something, and, and uh, some years ago, uh, a sergeant was talking with me and he said, you know, when you fall down off a bike, you break your arm. He said that break occurred instantly. He said, but it took a moment to heal. And so we were talking about situations in life and you know, and he told me that and I never forgot it because there are things that we do that will take time to heal, but God will heal it. You know, we have to allow and, uh, and God knows how to work a miracle. You know how to work things out. So don't be discouraged in anything, but be obedient, be faithful unto the Lord and watch how he works. He knows how to soften the blow of everything and, and just just love him for that. I'm loving the Lord right now. And so we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And you do that in Jesus' name. God said, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I hope you're praying and fasting. Some things are defeated by you consecrating and seeking the Lord. Prayer and fasting. And if you need a, a fast partner, I want you to know I fast on Tuesdays. 
I fast on Tuesdays, and when I fast, I, I that means no TV, no food. My responsibilities is unto God and man. In other words, I, I fully focus on what I need to do for work or whatever my studies are, and you know, just seeking the Lord. So it's a day of quietness that you know nothing is to disturb what's going on because I want to be a good listener. I want to learn the lesson that I need to learn, and I want to hear from heaven. I want to be led of the Lord, and that. You know, and, and we find, again, we find many answers to what we're looking for in the word of God. Uh, so get in the word, get in the word when you have time and just be a good listener. You never know when God is going to speak to your heart, when you're going to be led of the Lord in what direction to go to deal with the situation. Uh, or maybe it's not a situation, but it's just him wanting to bless you and give you uh, some understanding and let you know what to do next. And God will do that. God will send you in a direction. You don't know why you're traveling that way. And all of a sudden, it turns into something great. Uh, something comes out of it that you were not expecting. And so we're, we're in the book of Ezekiel. If you've been with us on Tuesday nights, we're in the book of Ezekiel, talking about this man's ministry and how laborious it was. But at the same time, what a great, a tremendous blessing the word of God is. Anytime God sends a word, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Uh, the Lord sends a word and it's a rebuke to get you in line. That's a blessing because he didn't have to send it. Uh, the Lord, you know, many of us look for the Lord to be a, a blessing. We want that word blessed. You're going to be blessed. You're going to receive. But listen, instructions are blessings. Uh, direction is blessings. And, and so we want the word of God as Ezekiel was giving it unto the people of God, those that were righteous and those that were not righteous. Uh, he had a word for them. And so the Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the 27th chapter, the first through the 11th verse, it says the word of the Lord came unto came again. It came again unto me, saying, now thou son of man, take up a lamentation for Tyrus and say unto Tyrus, art thou that art situated, saturated in the entry of the sea? which are a merchant of the people for many isles. Thus said the Lord God, O Tyrus, thou hast said, I am perfect. I, I am of perfect beauty. And listen to that. I am of perfect beauty. I'm perfect. I'm, oh gosh, look at me. You know, I, I can't stand myself. I'm too sexy for even myself. Thy borders are in the midst of the seas. Thy builders have perfect, thy have perfected thy beauty. Listen to that. They have made all thy ships, borders of fir trees of Sinai, and they have taken cedars from Lebanon to make a mass for thee of oak of Bashan. And have they made thy oars, the, the company of the Asherites? have made thy, thy benches of ivory, brought out from the isles of Shittim, fine linen with uh, broidered work from Egypt was that which thou spreadest forth to be thy sail, blue and purple from the isles of Eilish, uh, was that which covered thee, the inhabitants of Zidon and Averet, uh, uh, Arvet, were thy mariners, the, thy wise men, O Tyre, thou were, they were in thee. 
were thy pilots, the ancients of Gabal, and the wise men thereof were in thy, uh, in thy caulks. Uh, all the ships of the sea with their mariners were in thee to occupy thy merchandise. They of Persia and Lud and, and, and Fud uh, were in thy army, thy man of war. They uh, hanged uh, the shield and helmet in thee. They set forth thy commonness. Listen to that. The men of Arvet with thy army were upon the walls round about in the, uh, listen, you couldn't tell. Uh, uh, they have made you a beauty, thy beauty of perfect. And this is what the Lord is saying because he's acknowledging what they're saying. Lord told Ezekiel to take a lamentation. And lamentation means to cry or mourn. And you know, in some cultures, there are uh, professional mourners. Uh, in Egyptian culture, Chinese, Met, uh, Mediterranean, and um, uh, the Near Eastern cultures, you know, there are professional mourners, also called murologists, uh, mutes who were compensated to lament or uh, deliver a eulogy or help comfort and entertain the grieving family. I don't know if that still really exists today. I, I don't know. I haven't looked into that, but I know it did exist before. And so and it, it may still exist today. However, Ezekiel is instructed to grieve. He's instructed to grieve and deliver a message of certain chastisement to Tyrus. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, uh, the Lord is speaking uh, to Ezekiel and giving him specific instruction. Now, uh, ministers understand that when the Lord speaks, he knows how to give specific instructions. Uh, he doesn't need our help. Uh, we don't have to make up anything. Let the Lord speak. And he speaks very loud and he speaks very clear, uh, even if it's a whisper, because it's weighty, because it's from the Lord. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Now, thou son of man, take up a lamentation uh, for Tyrus. You know, I want you to know that it's never a pleasure. It's never a happy moment for the minister to deliver painful news. It's never, you know, the minister would rather keep his mouth closed than to deliver a, a message uh, uh, that is not uh, something that is uh, outside of that pain, sometimes it does happen and you don't want to. Uh, that's not something we take delight in. No one should ever get satisfaction from announcing an affliction upon another person. Uh, look, we heard it done in the movies. And it seemed glamorous, you know, it seemed, oh, wow. And when people pick it up and they try to use it too. We've seen it in the movies. Maybe you've heard it from uh, someone else. Maybe you are guilty of making some of the same statements such as, such as you'll reap what you sow, you know, and it sounds so negative when actually it is a positive statement because if you sow righteous, you're going to reap righteous. And, you know, and the same person that's saying that, they're going to reap what they sow too. So you don't want to uh, wish anything on nobody. You know, we hear it in the movies where they said with a stern voice, go to hell. You don't ever want to wish hell upon anybody. It was created for the devil and his angels. And it's not a party going on there. There's not an exit. You can't walk out of hell uh, once you're there. And so it was created for the devil and his angels to be tormented. Listen to this statement. When Jesus was, was walking the earth, when he was here before his crucifixion, uh, the 
uh, he came uh, to a man that was possessed with spirits, and the spirit said, have you come to torment us before our time? So see, the enemy knows that there is a time that is appointed that they will wind up in hell, and hell itself is going to be cast into the lake of fire. Have you ever maybe heard someone uh, accuse someone because they were upset? Maybe they hurt their feelings. You're the worst sinner. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And let me let me share something with you. And you might want to share this with someone else. But listen, if you tell what is, quote, unquote, a little white lie, you're going to be in the same um, lake of fire that those that told the whatever colored lie, rainbow colored, you know, fluorescent, you know, um, uh, for which uh, whatever color it was lie because no liar is going to tarry in the sight of God Matt, you'll find that in Revelation and so we all need to make sure that we are in the will of God no matter who we are no matter what position we have in this life the Bible tells us in, in Ecclesiastes 10 and 20 it says curse not curse not the king uh, this is going to get some folks in trouble here curse not the king uh, we don't have a king. We have a president uh, that's been um, that's in office. Curse not the king. No, not in thy thoughts. Hmm. No, not the rich in thy uh, bedchamber. So, mm, wow. For a bird of the air shall carry the voice and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. You don't need to put a curse on anybody. You pray for them. The Bible tells us plainly you pray for those in position of authority. And that we should be obedient to those that are, have the rule over us. And so uh, it says for us to pray, but curse not. So we're not wishing bad upon anybody. Listen, things will have a way of coming back around. And I'm not talking about karma either. Because see, karma means that you once lived here. And then you were reincarnated. And now you're suffering the things that you did in that previous life. And that is a lie. That's damnable. That's a that's a lie. Uh, you did not live a life before and then come back here to live another life. Uh, that is against a scripture. That's against the word of God. And so you don't want to uh, you need to understand where these different things are coming from and statements that that we so uh, grab hope to. No, it is no karma. You're not coming back here. Uh, and so. The Bible tells us over in Matthew 5 and 44, but I say unto you, love your enemy. Mm -hmm. It might hurt. Love your enemy. It might, they may have made you cry. You better love them. Uh, you don't want to see them again. I'm not telling you to, to hold hands and skip to the loo with them, but you better love them. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, remember, we're talking about Tyrus that the Lord just told Ezekiel to take a laminate. I'm just telling you that no, that he was grieved. He was grieved. The Lord told him to grieve over this. It is not something, it's not an honorable thing. It's not something that you're going to feel good about to talk to them, to, to pronounce upon them. Bless them that curse you, Luke 6 and 28, and pray for them that despitefully use you. So we have some changes that we have to, some modifications that have to be made in our lives. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. That's Romans 12 and 14. Ezekiel was explicitly instructed 
by the Lord to tell Tyrus, uh, you know, that Tyrus, I need you to understand your beauty is only skin deep. Your looks, you appeal to others. You know, everybody want to be part of Tyrus. Everybody want to be with the, you know, it's, uh, uh, with Tyrus and his group. Everybody want to be with them, you know, and be part of the crowd. You know, you could think of some celebrity names. I'm withholding saying names right now. But you can think of some names that people want to, and when, they, when they're around, people want to take pictures and get, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But listen, beauty is only skin deep. Your looks appeal to others does not alter the divine will of God. It doesn't alter God's will. And I don't care. Listen, we've been talking about being in the will of God. And I need you to understand you want to be in his divine will, not his permissive will. The will, your looks don't put you in the will of God. Beauty is not enough to save you or is it would have saved Tyrus. Getting uh, shots to for weight loss. You know, some people, I, I knew someone that used to jump up and they would take off and uh, they would go get shots to keep that weight in control. Skin tucks. Botox, you know, what is this? Uh, uh, botulium uh, toxin. So you're getting toxins shot into you, starving oneself to, uh, you know, what is bulimic uh, behavior. All of this to impress someone else has core issues. There are other issues that are deep inside that have to be dealt with. Say unto Tyrus that thou art saturated at thy entry of the sea, which are a merchant of the people for many hours. Uh, thus said the Lord God, Tyrus, thou hast said, I am of perfect beauty. I look so good. I can't stand myself. I look so good. You, you know, all of us have those, have, uh, we've, we've had moments that we, you know, we were going, getting ready to go someplace and we looked in the mirror and we knew we looked good, you know, and I'm, uh, you know, and, and certainly uh, women have this thing where where they dress up and they looking looking fabulous and then they walk into a place and see someone else wearing the same thing. You know, that's another something else to deal with. in uh, I guess your women's meetings. But, you know, to us guys, uh, there's a whole humor behind that. But listen, thy borders are in the midst of the sea. Thy borders have perfected thy beauty. Man, look, look at what God is saying about them. But external attractiveness has no relation uh, to goodness or essential quality. A, a pleasing appearance is not a guide uh, or evidence of good character. How many people have you have you known or seen or heard about through social media or on the news? You know that that have it. They could be the mistress of inheritance and have you know and, and have all that you would think they would want, but yet they have a nasty attitude. At the core, they nasty, they racist, a nasty attitude, a bigamous, nasty attitude, adulterous, nasty, just, just, just doing all kind of stuff. Looking good, having much, don't mean that you line up with God's will. The Lord had to remind Samuel of this. Sometimes we get caught up in the moment and we need to be reminded. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 16, uh, 6 through 7, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked at, at uh, Eli and said, surely the Lord anointed is before him. 
But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the heart of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord looketh, seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh at the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh at the heart. So what is God looking at? He's looking at the heart. He's looking at your heart. He's looking at my heart. You know, we can deceive others. We can fool other people with our appearance. We can fool other people with what we're saying. And we can sound so sincere, uh, you know, and there could be a hidden agenda. It could be a hidden agenda. Uh, and so uh, that's why we have to warn our sons, uh, hidden agenda. You know, that young lady have a hidden agenda, man. Uh, same thing with our daughters. We have to warn them uh, that dude have a hidden agenda. Oh, dad, I don't want to hear that. But listen. Uh, we, we have to make sure that they hear us and understand that at an early age because it's a struggle as they get older to understand that people have hidden agendas and they will do you harm. And so, uh, you know, and then you as a mother, you as a father also have to let those that have hidden agendas, when you know someone has a hidden agenda, you know, make it a point that as you grow with your children, that you let them know that friends, you want to meet that young man. You want to meet that that young lady. They shouldn't be afraid to bring somebody home to meet you. And if they are, that means that there's something wrong. And so uh, when you meet them, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with being straightforward and not saying disrespect someone, but let them know where you're coming from and what you expect. And you never know. They may have been taught the same thing and will appreciate that in your relationship, courting old and new associates. Uh, getting to know the heart of the individual is important. Appearances can and will be deceitful. Don't ignore the red flags or any other warning flag that may appear. Don't ignore it. Do not ignore the flags. Tyrus was arrogant. It's an arrogant place built on the best and for the best. You know, you can think about a number of cities. You can think of a number of places. The thought that came to my mind uh, when I was uh, reading the word was how Dubai, you know, is a fabulous place and, and uh, you know, they really have a tightness there. Uh, they, they don't play no games. <laughs> They're not playing games when it comes down to anything and you don't break the law there because the police will be there within minutes. And I don't mean 15, 20. I mean, they will be there as if they were standing outside. And so um, at the core at the core, Tyrus had offended God because they laughed at Jerusalem. Uh, remember, Jerusalem, the people of God was in captivity. The people of God was suffering because of their uh, disobedience unto the Lord. They did some things and there were some things that they did not do. And so Tyrus laughed at them. Aha, the gates of, the, of thy nation is broken and its doors are hung open to me. Now that she lies in ruin, I will prosper. That was their mindset. That's what the word of God said. Some look at, when we, when we look at people and we see tragedy, we should be humble by what's going on. It should invoke humility. Humility, you know, uh, means that we should, uh, it comes from the Latin word uh, humilis, which literally means low. We should bring ourselves to a low estate and think about what's going on. When we see others, do it cause us to pray for them? When you see someone that is afflicted, you should be praying for them. And you should be praying for the one that caused it. You should be praying. 
It is a realistic view of oneself, humility, and a sense of unworthiness, knowing that it could have, you could have been in that situation. You may have faced that situation and escaped it. How many situations have you escaped? I know I've escaped some situations. I, I've dealt with some things in, in during my little life, you know, and I'm, I'm appreciative. I appreciate the Lord. I, I mostly, and I really appreciate the fact that I'm not in my grave because there are some things that I did in my life that would have placed me there and it wouldn't have been a good, I would not have been opening my eyes up in the presence of the Lord. You know, uh, sin is going to separate people and there's a separation that's going on right now. You know, people think the separation is going to occur. No, there's a separation right now that is occurring. And so you, you want to be part of that. And in order to be part of that, we have all of us must line up and stay in accord with the word of God. All of us will be judged by our character and not by the color of our skin, whether we're Asian, uh, African, uh, from North America, South America, the Antarctic. Uh, Europe, Australia, a citizen, everybody's going to be judged by their character. It doesn't matter what we look like, whether we're thin, whether we're short, whether we're tall, uh, whether you think I look good or not, it really don't matter to me. And so, uh, and, and it shouldn't matter to you. You know, character is something that we build in our children and, and as growing up and, you know, and, and even we work on it within ourselves that you may not have the statue of someone else. You may not be, uh, you know, bred like someone else. <laughs> let, let me give you an example of being bred. Uh, you know, I was in Atlanta uh, for a meeting and the hotel I was at, uh, Buckhead and uh, the Atlanta Braves had, excuse me, not the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Falcons had just uh, finished playing and they were all over the hotel. And man, I'm telling you, uh, when you look at these players, these receivers and running backs and, and you're standing right next to them, I don't care what kind of shape you think you're in. It is not the same. You might be in shape compared to your neighbor, <laughs> but looking at these guys that have been bred, you know, they eating and sleeping and drinking this and the activity and how it physically fit they're in, you know, for that profession. And then, you know, they're running down the sideline 20, 23 miles an hour you know, uh, or whatever speed that they're running at and they hit you, you wouldn't be able to get up afterwards. And, and so, uh, you know, some people are bred for that. We've seen athletes that look good before and we've seen how they look afterwards. Uh, it is a lifestyle that is, but listen, none of us are going to be judged by that. We're going to be judged by what's on the inside of us. What's on the inside of you, the characteristics of God, or the characteristics God is looking for from each of us on uh, every continent can be found in first Peter, the first chapter. And I'm just going to read a few verses. And, and before I go here, I want to encourage you to read that 11, that 27 chapter. Now, I didn't go through the whole 27 chapter and read it because it talks about what uh, what different countries and different people had contributed to Tyrus in order for them to make the claim of being perfectly beautiful. And so I, I, I want to give that to you for a reading assignment. We're going to go jump right into the 28th chapter of, of Ezekiel next week. But uh, listen, uh, the characteristics and the content that God is looking for can be found in 1 Peter 1, 14 and 23. It says, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the for former lust of your ignorance. 
happening. We're not ignorant no more. We, we're, we're wise now. We understand what's happening around us. But as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Now, if Israel would have remained being holy as God had called them to be holy, then and the, grand, the, the children of those that came out of Egypt, if they would have been holy as God had called them to be holy, they would not have been in captivity. Because it's written, be holy for I'm holy. That's what God is calling for. And as and all of us can do it, God has did, did not ask any of us to do anything that we could not do. Everything is in our ability to do it. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of person judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning in fear. And so we should be very afraid of being lost. We should, uh, when you think about heaven and hell, when you think about the, the power of God, it should make you want to straighten up. You know, we, we straighten up when we see the officer at the, instead of making that California turn, uh, we straighten up when we uh, see someone coming. God is present all the time. Let's straighten up. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of the lamb without blemish, without spot, who verily was foreordained, listen, before the foundation of the world. That goes into another area because Christ was, uh, the, the lamb of God was crucified before the foundation of the world, which lets us know that man, uh, everything that, that, uh, that, that God prepared and already know tomorrow. He already knew because he's God. We're talking about God. We're not talking about a statue. We're not talking about uh, uh, what is it, uh, wood. We're not talking about metal. We're not talking about ceramic tile that's been shaped into some, some weird looking object that people are worshiping. We're talking about the true and living God. We're talking about a God that, that, that created the heavens and the earth that he saw uh, the future. He saw what was going to happen and he saw and he uh, ordained and the lamb had been slain before the foundation of the world. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last time. God was manifested in flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world and received up into glory. Who by him, uh, that's First Timothy 3.16, who by him do believe in God, who raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Where's our faith and hope? It should be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in, in obeying the truth. And I feel like jumping right there. Seeing you have purified your soul in obeying the truth. I couldn't always jump in and rejoice in that because, you know, all of us had messed up. But knowing that that now we've consecrated, we sacrifice ourselves and we're obeying the truth uh, through the spirit unto unfringed love of the brethren. And let me tell you something about that love. Love is important. Remember, I said you got to love your enemy. The Bible said God so loved the world. Well, that meant everybody, whoever you think is the enemy was in God's love when he was when he died on the cross. And so the Bible tells us that. No matter what happens, no matter what gift you may have, no matter what you may think about yourself, if you don't have charity floating through your veins, if you're not exercising and moving in love like that, you're in a bad position. So love. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. 
can't be faking this. Can't say I love you. You know, uh, I've heard uh, someone ask a question one time, ask someone to, to, about love, and they said, I, I love you, you know, but it was very, it was very distant because they were, at, listen, our love has to be fervent. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of of grass, the flower withered and the, uh, the grass withered and the flower faded away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. We must obey the word of God. Ezekiel was told to, to uh, grieve over the message in the position that uh, Tyrus was in. Now remember, there's been a shift and you have to stay with us if you've been listening. If you haven't, go to connectingtruth.org, go to God on Demand. You'll find other messages of Ezekiel, but uh, there's been a shift in his message. It has shifted now from where God was dealing with his people. and He wasn't dealing with no one else. He was talking to his people, but now God has shifted. The message has now dealing with his enemies, those that was used, those that had laughed, those that clapped their hands, those that, that rejoiced over the fact that Israel was now in trouble or had been in trouble, but there's a shift. You need to understand and you need to be in the will of God and understand that there's a shift that's going on. Even at this moment, as we speak, as I'm speaking, there is something that is occurring. There is a change that is occurring among God's people, those that are walking in obedience and those that are not. There, it doesn't stop the will of God. He said, my word will go out and it won't return unto me void. It's going to accomplish just that which I have told it to do. Uh, God said his word is above even his name. And we know at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Um, with that being said, I want to know, are you bowing unto the Lord? Are you confessing that he is savior? Uh, are you living with uh, up to God's expectations? If you aren't, this is a great day to start. This is a day that the Lord has made. And, and whether it's a day that you're rising up or a day that you're about to lay down, you know, it's the present. And at the present is something that we can work with. Give God something to work with. He said that if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you'll be filled. Give the Lord something to work with. Hey, this is Pastor Carl Henderson at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. If you're in the Southern California area, you know, when our stay at home is, is lifted, you know, I want to look forward to seeing you. If you don't have a church home, we have space here for you. And, you know, this is a Bible-believing church. It's it. And, and so follow me as I follow Christ. Because I'm certainly going to be following him. Amen. And with that being said, be blessed. Be back again on Thursday talking about acts of the Holy Ghost. Pouring myself out unto the Lord. Because that's the thing to do. And he'll fill my cup back up. Until then, be blessed. Love you. Pray for somebody. Give somebody the link. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus.